Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, June 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. G7 leaders have a plan to send more vaccines to poorer countries. We'll talk about higher inflation and the market's non-reaction. And our economics editor, Chris Giles, We'll look at some of the challenges to reaching a deal on taxing global companies. We're far from a global deal being done, and there are countries that need to be bought off, certainly. I'm Lauren Fedor, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Leaders of the G7 group of advanced economies are meeting in picturesque Cornwall, England today. They'll kick off a three-day summit with a pledge to provide a billion COVID vaccine doses to poorer countries. The move is aimed at countering criticism that wealthy Western countries bought most of the COVID-19 vaccines for themselves. They also want to take on China and Russia, who've been selling their jabs to developing nations as a form of vaccine diplomacy. Now, earlier this week, G7 ministers reached a deal on taxing global companies. They agreed to tax the companies on where they do business, not where they're based. Ministers also agreed to set a global corporate minimum tax of at least 15%. Now, that's aimed at stopping companies from shifting profits through low-tax places like Ireland and the Cayman Islands. I spoke to the FT's economics editor, Chris Giles, and he told me which countries will benefit. The single country that's clearly, I think, going to gain the most from the package together will be the US. And that's because it has a lot of very big domestic multinationals, US companies, which do a huge amount of shifting their profits around the world to tax havens or to Ireland or places like that. And the global minimum, which is what the Biden administration is most keen on, is designed to make that much, much more difficult. In pillar one, where is tax paid? Even there, because the US is a big consuming market, it's probably going to come out roughly even. But other countries hope to gain more because part of the deal is they give up their digital services taxes as a price for the deal. They need to be able to show that they get more money from this than they do from their digital taxes. And that's utterly crucial to countries like the UK, France, Italy. And this is why it is this very delicate global compromise which the countries are trying to pull together to stop getting into sort of tax wars or tariff wars, which is the alternative if they can't get an agreement. Right. So given the delicate nature of this balance, are we expecting that there might be certain countries that are going to stand in the way of this deal when it's put to the wider G20? Yes, there are some countries that we think are going to be holdouts. On the second part, Ireland might be able to stand in the way because it will require some sort of European legislation which requires unanimity. So Ireland is a country everyone's looking at. Eastern European countries, Hungary and Bulgaria, have very low corporate tax rates, and they are wanting to ensure that there's some sort of carve-out for companies that actually do genuine business. And I think they really mean things like car companies, where there's a factory and you can see that it's a genuine thing, rather than some intellectual property that's been put in one jurisdiction just for low tax purposes. And again, probably you can do a deal that 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 sort of carve-out is likely. Everyone's worried a little bit about China because they simply haven't said what their position is. So it's important to say we're far from a global deal being done and there are countries that need to be bought off, certainly. 
Yeah. So, you know, here in the U.S., the Biden administration is obviously joined in this compromise, but it seems to be as though there are Republican lawmakers who are sounding some concern. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a concern. And it's the first part about where companies are taxed that needs an international agreement and almost certainly needs some sort of congressional support. And this is why the sequencing of the digital services taxes is causing certainly a lot of argument. The US would like other countries to get rid of those taxes immediately. Other countries say, well, you know, we can't give you that part of the deal until you make sure that you've got it through Congress so we know you're going to stand up to your side of the bargain. What have we heard from the company side, you know, of, of the big tech companies spoken out? Well, interestingly, since a lot of this is at least was originally about getting the tech companies to pay more tax where they do business, the tech companies have come out and said, this is great. This is just exactly what we want. And we're so thankful to the G7 that they've done a deal. I think there's a few things that lie behind that. One is that they certainly want some certainty and the sort of wild west of every country imposing new digital taxes on them is a very uncomfortable one to be operating in. So they prefer a global deal. Secondly, the global deal almost certainly, because it won't just be aimed at tech companies, it will be aimed at the largest multinationals, might well mean they pay less and have less tax reallocated then under the digital taxes. And I think where they will pay a lot more taxes under the US proposals for the US global minimum, they don't feel that they can get around that. That's going to happen to them, whatever. So this is better than nothing. And uh, so in that sense, I think the tech companies have seen the writings on the wall and they'd prefer a deal rather than no deal. That's the FT's economics editor, Chris Giles. In financial markets, the biggest worry for investors has been inflation, in the U.S. in particular. The prospect of rising prices and what the U.S. Federal Reserve might do has caused a lot of turbulence. Yesterday, data for the month of May once again showed a sharp rise in prices, up 5% over last year, the highest increase in nearly 13 years. And the market has said, nah, whatever. That's our markets editor, Katie Martin. She reminded me that the key barometer is the bond market. And yields on these bonds and prices on these bonds have just barely moved in response. And basically what this is telling you is that the the kind of big scare is over, the big kind of worry that this is going to be the sort of inflation that sticks around for a really long time and really eats into portfolios is probably not the sort of inflation that we're seeing this time around. So you know, it's quite strange. Everyone's been incredibly worried about this all year so far. And now that the inflation is here, they don't seem so worried anymore. Okay, so markets are not so worried about inflation, at least for now. Katie, while I have you on the line, I want to ask you about something else. Yesterday, a report came out of Basel, Switzerland, the Center for Global Banking Regulation. The report said that banks that hold or provide services in cryptocurrency should have the strictest capital requirements. What's your take on this? So um, this is a bit of a kind of, you know, the, the old guard strikes back kind of moment for the establishment against crypto. I mean, crypto market has been growing incredibly quickly. And now what the the, the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision, not an organization that I would argue a lot of crypto buyers spend a lot of time thinking about. 
But they have come out and set, and as you say, they've called for the, the strictest possible regulation, effectively, the, the, the strictest capital requirements on cryptocurrency as on any assets. So this is kind of as tough as they can be at what remains quite an early stage of the regulatory community dealing with crypto. And some of the risks that the Basel Committee pointed out today, they said, you know, if you're if you're getting involved in crypto as a bank, then you're taking on market risk, credit risk, risk of fraud, risk of hacking, risk of being involved in money laundering, and risk of terrorism finance. So so the list of things that banking regulators think that banks really need to take seriously when it comes to crypto is quite long. And they also have been saying that stable coins, which are a type of cryptocurrency that are supposed to be backed one for one by sort of normal currencies like dollars, they must be fully backed at all times. So this feels like a bit of a moment. That's our markets editor, Katie Martin. Before we go, one of the most famous British department stores could change hands. Apparently, an unnamed buyer offered about £4 billion for Selfridges. It's currently owned by the Weston family. Now, many department stores have had a hard time in recent years. First, thanks to the rise of online shopping, and more recently with the pandemic. But people in the industry say upmarket brands, and especially trophy names like Selfridges, are still attractive assets. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back on Monday for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Hannah Ubeli, Gavin Kalman, and Michael Bruning. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.